You're now listening to Fundamental Fast Pitch. Welcome back, everyone. It's Mike here with Jessica Tanner and Heather Maloney on the Fundamental Fast Pitch Podcast. Three cups of coffee in. This is episode 86, the off-season, another edition of The Huddle on the Fundamental Fast Pitch Podcast. Ladies, I'm going to ask it again, even though I know how you're doing. How are you doing today? Wonderful. We get to talk about football. More softball. I, I know how much you appreciate me pulling back the curtain like that, Jess, so I'm going to continue to do it to to, to slowly drive the nail in just a little deeper. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and get straight into it, though. It is a bright and it actually is beautiful outside. I can see the, the, the sun peeking through my windows here. But let's get to why the offseason is important. And again, um, this can be for select or for, for league ball or whatever level you're at. Yeah, so more than anything, like children are actively growing. Um, same thing with school. Like school, you've got summer um, for a reason. Uh, your body needs rest and your brain needs a break. Um, so during the offseason, that is time to kind of set the reset button um, take some time away from the, the toys or sometimes three times a week team practices and all of those like extra commitments for practices and tournaments and also to really focus on improving your individual skills. So I think when we say the off season um, and taking a break and things like that, to me, it's not a complete shutdown. It's a like kind of reevaluate where you're at as a player and where you want to focus your time during those next few weeks until you get back together with your team. So for example, um, pitchers and catchers, if, um, if there's something specific that you need to be working on to better your team next season, the off season for me would be the time to focus on that. Um, if you're struggling in a play, like the off season's a time to double down on that. Um, so it's not necessarily for me, it's not a complete shutdown. It's just a break from all like the entire commitment that you've made to the team to really, really focus on, again, improving those individual skills and also keep you wanting to play, keep you loving the game. Um, the It's important, especially for the younger girls. You don't ever want it to feel like it's an obligation or a job. Um, you want it to be fun. So the best part making that we- sure that during the off season... Yeah, you're you're taking the time to really like to really focus on individual skills, but also encouraging like just fun and encouragement and making sure that uh, maybe it's a check in. Hey, are you are you still happy? Are you is this still what you want to do? Do you still love playing? Are you happy with your team? Do you uh, depending on age or whatever, do you want to try a different position? Um, off season is yeah, kind of that reset, reevaluate time. Um, that's a question I, I will never ask in fear of getting the answer I don't want to hear, but go on. Go ahead, Mike. Let's hear it. No, no. I said that's a question. Like, like, you still like it? I'm like, I am never asking that question. I am never putting any of that information out into the wild. We shall see. <laughs> the wild. <laughs> um, but yeah, off-season is important, again, because uh, reset, reevaluate. And then I think it's also really good during that time to look at setting some goals. So I know that's something that Heather and her daughter do that I'm like extremely impressed with is individual goals, um, what you want to improve on, and then also the objectives, what you're going to, like your plan, what you're going to work on to reach those goals. So um, off-season is just super important to a well-rounded player but also like a kid (laughs) absolutely um and what is something that a break can look like 
So to me, when you like kind of define a break uh, in the off season, it's it's like a really contradictory kind of idea because the off season should be a time to take a break, but at the same time, we're staying. You still need to work. Um, so it's it it's it is contradictory. So what what are we trying to say here? Do we take a break or do we actually need to keep working? So I think for me, when I think about off season breaks, I think it's a it's a change in the grind. So it, in season, you know, you have your um, you have your your team practices uh, multiple times a week. You're you're competing in tournaments and whatnot, and, and it's a it's a grind. It becomes uh, I don't know what it, it's would you call it a job? job, but it yeah, becomes, I think so. It becomes a routine. that's fair. Dude. It becomes no, a routine, I, right? I think um, a job is fair, Heather. I do. Maybe in some situations, especially as you get older, yeah. Um, but when you have the off season, it's time to take a break from that. So to me, it's not just a, a change in the the work that you're doing and the type of work you're doing, but it's a change in like the mentality or the pressure that you're putting yourself under. So in season, things can get real, um, you know, you, the pressure of, of playing in games and performing and, and, and doing things as best as you can to help your team. Whereas in the off season, you don't have that pressure anymore because you're not competing. You know, you're taking a break from the the, the team um, practices and tournaments. So um, your break becomes a time for you to focus on yourself, a time for you to kind of reflect on where you are in, in your softball career, a time for you to um, kind of focus on the thing, the individual types, more skill type things that you need to work on for yourself in order to help your team. Yeah, I want to add to that, Mike. So the balance of like the break and, and time and work and what to focus on, uh, um, the way that our softball season lines up is typically your break between seasons are lined up with like your winter breaks. Um, and then most of the time, like towards the end of your summer breaks going into like the fall season. So for us, most most of the, the timing lines up where the girls are also out of school. So then you can take away those uh, other priorities of grades and extracurricular throughout school and all of the other commitments that they've made in addition to their team. So um, again, doubling down kind of on those individual skills without all of the other outside commitments. So when we talk about like, what is a break? Um, I don't think to me, I, I don't think it's a complete shutdown, but um, it is got to, it, it does need to be a balance um, of like your time outside of the other things that you're committed to. Agreed. Can you outside of the other things talk about like school activities, other sports? What are you talking about exactly? Or it could be all the things, family, all the things, right? Well, it, the way the the usually the breaks, the off season kind of line up with school is, <clears throat> you know, going into like winter break right now and, and having a, a break in the off season. Um, you know. For me, uh, I like to encourage my kid to continue to work on whether it's straight, like directly related to softball or just her, her general fitness and athleticism and strength um, type stuff. Uh, because she isn't at school, then she has a lot more free time. So she still needs to be doing stuff, um, at least doing for her. Like she's, <laughs> she needs to be doing something. She needs to be active. If she's not active, whether she likes to fit it or not, if she's not active, she's not happy. So um, yes, that's that, a, an opportunity to, to continue to, to keep moving and working and improving, but you don't have the school pressures and the school time commitment and, and all of that comes with being at school. So there's time for to focus a little more on, on those aspects of the physical part of softball and, and just her general well-being. 
I, I mean, so I, that's I mean, how I we act- shift it. No, and, and I think you made a good point about this being the active, like they are kids. We want them to take a break if they want to break. But at the same time, like we still got to be doing some things, right? Like as parents, like I just will be encouraging some type of activities. I mean, this week we'll be in the garage doing what we're doing. And then the other half of our week will be rearranging our room for the entire week. 17 different ways. Right, yeah. That's that balance stuff, right? So she has time to to t- take an interest in some other things. She has time in the time uh, to reflect on other things and spend her time in, uh, in other ways. And that's so good for the, the mental side of it. You know, softball can get really, really taxing mentally. So just having a break from that grind, having a break from the pressures <clears throat> of performing and the, the pressure you put on yourself to perform um, in those competition settings, it, it's, it's super important to have those off seasons. And if you're, if you're a coach, it's really, imp- it's hard, but it's really important to, to shut it down as far as like the, the team tournaments, the team practices go. Yes. Um, I think it's okay if you want to like every now and again, every 10, 10 days, two weeks, maybe have a, a more relaxed sort of fun practice. If you wanted to just make sure, mm-hmm. depending on, you know, how long your break might be. Um, if you just want to make sure your, your team kind of stays together and, and keeps See. the, you know, kind of the bond there, that would be okay, but it needs to be scaled back. It needs to be, the frequency needs to be much, much less. Um, it's really, really hard as a coach to to scale back on those tournaments and give a long enough break because you feel the pressure of all the other teams around you. Oh, these teams are already, you know, signing up for tournaments coming uh, in January. Um, but we but that's a coach's a, job, you know, right? In break. the offseason, like we're all right. we're off the field, but we're still preparing for the next season. Like, and I and I think I think it's fun because the offseason is a break, not just for the for the. And I don't know if we even wrote that, or if we just kind of like gradually dance into it but it's a break for coaches as well to reset with their families and reset their lives kind of because i think about softball a lot like i i I don't i i don't but again i know well yes but i don't i don't have a lot of other interests and i don't know that's a good thing or bad thing my interest is is watching these girls play and then all my friends are at the softball field from you guys to the parents like it's just that's where i like being right so there's some of that break in terms of the on the field stuff, but I mean, I don't think as a coach, we're ever done, not thinking about something. Would you agree, Coach Jess? Always something. Absolutely. As a coach, your brain never really shuts off. Yeah, no, like, 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 why do I have an Excel sheet? We are, we, we are six weeks away potentially or what have you. And I'm already thinking of new walk-up songs to have fun. Like, it's just, I mean, now yeah. I'm, I'm a- But Mike, you're, you're not just a coach. You're more like, coach gm team dad like you wear a lot of hats so oh i you know what? <laughs> I, I, I think i i actually think that that's the biggest compliment you ever give me i love the i love with the living with the girls i love coaching the gm stuff that's all the fun social whatever but but the team dad like that just makes me happy like that just makes me really yeah. happy i love the kids pretty spot on right <laughs> yeah no i um, I, 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 I i do i i do think it's interesting though that heather brought up the point about or not interesting but just case in point that she brought up that the coaches stuff because i mean we we've been off for like the first time in a while, right? Because we just hit a fall season and we went straight. We we and our break was a little bit shorter than a, that. That was typical from from spring to fall because we, we didn't have a lot of we had no turnover actually. So we were able to kind of just you know take a couple weeks off and kind of get back into it. Where I think we're going to twelve U from ten U, so we're excited. But this is the first time we've had a a minute to rest and relax in a while. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with myself? It's I'm I'm, I'm struggling. I am struggling. Do not let softball become your identity. But it is. It is what it is. It's okay. Mike, I, I can give you a list of things that you can do. <laughs> I'll send that to you offline. 
Um, I want to talk a little bit about it during the off season. Heather touched on like just being like the athletic side and and focusing on that individually. Um, for me, I want to talk about like kind of your strength and conditioning and your speed and agility training. So during the off season, for me, that's a really good time to do that. Like Heather said, the kids are out of school. They're not getting that everyday um, moving around activity, recess, PE, all of those things. But um, I always get the question like, oh, like we want to get bigger, faster, stronger, and we're going to start lifting weights. And I always kind of like shudder a little bit because for girls, our bodies are still like rapidly changing around that like 10, 11, 12, 13 year range. So when it comes to the off season, again, just my general opinion, but I like to focus on speed and agility and like core training for our younger players. So all the way up until like 12. And then my personal preference is I don't like to see my players and get, get involved with weight training until they're around 13. Um, I know they're going to get into it some at school and stuff with athletics and PE and, and that's like moderate, right? Like maybe the bar or yeah, they're already doing like weights in sixth grade at our Easton school. Like they, it's not heavy. But they yeah, they are. And it's, it's terrifying for me because is it a Texas thing, guys. This is a Texas thing. I don't know, but and this is not to shun any of our like coaches or PE coaches yeah. or anything out there, but I just I question how qualified they are to be there teaching things like that. Because <laughs> typically you'll you'll fill a teaching position first, right? And then they'll say, Oh, we're also looking for a softball coach or an athletics coach or whatever. And so I just I always question that just because Again, teaching is a priority and then athleticism. And when it comes to weights, there's so much risk for injury if taught incorrectly or poorly, especially when it comes to things like the back and and, and, and shoulders. And and even if they are qualified, you're in a general P. So like if you're in athletics, these are kids that are like, like invested in a sport, right? So they're going to kind of get it. But like Easton school is not sixth grade. So there's not athletics yet she's still in middle not junior high so the little lightweights they're doing like how many of these kids are actually invested in doing these exercises correctly you know what i mean yeah they don't care yeah and so strength training like weights specifically it's all about form and technique and making sure you're doing it right and i just i hesitate because in those environments you also have a very large class or group so how much attention are those really... kids getting visually to make sure right. they're doing things right so best I intention is still not good be... yeah. yeah i just try to be cautious there but regardless of age it never hurts anyone to get more athletic so um change of direction speed ladder work um extra running go tell right build up your distance running core work that affects your life and every other skill that you might play. So those are always safe bets for any age group. And when you're talking weights, like we're not like, are we talking like stakes and weights? Like we're just racking. I mean, is that what you're talking about? Or are you talking things as simple as five pound dumbbells? No, I think, I think, um, I mean, any sort of weight, first and foremost, if you're going to allow your children to move any sort of weight, they need to be taught correctly and they need to practice with like PVC pipes and like, minimal like objects multiple multiple times to practice their form before you just start throwing weights on there but my biggest concerns would be like your back squats and your front squats and your um the the girls are going to want to get into hang cleans to sixth graders or seventh grade yeah have you seen those on tiktok hang cleans sixth seventh eighth graders like fantastic by the way 
that's great. I hope they have really good strength training coaches. Like I just, I can't stress again. It's fine if that's what you want for your kid. And that's, and you, again, knowing your kid and what they're capable of and if they enjoy it, great. But just stressing to make sure that they're taught correctly and continuing to put in like quality controlled reps. Agreed. Absolutely agree. Um, but just mm-hmm. so you're aware, uh, your daughter is what kinder? Like there's only a couple of years. She, she, they're, they're going to be trying to push it on the kids now. Um, not push it. That's not the right word, Mike. It's being introduced at a very young age. Yeah. Um, so here's, here's the good news too. Me and her dad work and are actively working out at home. So that's something that we can re- like encourage her to, st- if they are starting early, we can yeah. stress that and teach her and allow her to work out with us like controlled environment. Right. So that we're not as worried when she gets to school. No, right. And I and I think like this is a podcast for those people who enjoy softball, primarily correct. But like I think when we're addressing the audience and, and our our our, you know, I, I think a lot of other people listening to us, I think a lot of people probably have similar mindsets to us as it pertains to to some of these things. I mean, or else why would they still be listening, right? Like so I think I think everyone gets it. Um coach should set expectations for offseason work. This is the big one for me, Coach Heather. Yeah. So like we talked about before, like it's, it's really hard to, to take that break as a coach and slow things down, but it, you need to stress to your players that we are taking a break. It is the off season. We are no longer playing tournaments for the next, you know, four, six weeks, whatever it might be. Um, here is what I expect from you. Um, and some kids are going to need to hear those expectations because they will they will tend to shut things down and not want to do anything (laughs) and other kids will will need to have those expectations set up for them because they will want to continue to keep going at that high pace and intensity um so it's important that they understand um what is expected and why so we need them to understand that their body needs rest their brain needs the break um, that we need them to understand that we want them to keep wanting it. Um, if you continue to just go, 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 and never have it sort of taken away, um, yeah, some of us will will keep uh, the drive up, but other ones will get burnout. Um, and burnout is for real, and we want to avoid that at all costs, especially with our younger ones. Um, so as coach, you need to set those expectations, whether it's – and it's kind of up to you knowing your team and knowing your players and – but setting those expectations for, you know, how often and what sort of intensity are we expecting for our off-season work and stressing the importance of rest and what does rest look like? Um, does it mean literally laying on the couch and doing nothing or does the rest mean maybe? Um, what does the rest for your child look like? They're different. Yeah, it could just be rest uh, in, 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 the, in like in a way of like testing your body or pushing your body in a different way. So, you know, if, you know, some of our softball movements, you know, say if you're a catcher and you've been, you know, you, you're constantly focusing on leg strength because you, you obviously you need that. Maybe, maybe we kind of take a little bit of a break on leg strength and, and test our body in a different way, build some strength or some agility in some other ways. Um, it, it gives your legs a rest, um, but it, it can, t- it tests your body in a different way. Um, so it's, it's like you said, knowing your players, knowing your team, but always, always, always stressing the importance of what that rest is. Yeah. And I'm going to encourage you guys, if you are a coach to take it a step further, maybe that means outlining like, Hey, here is our off season plan, or here's our workout schedule, or here's what I want you to do like as a week, because again, on the accountability thing for both spectrums, right? The kids that are going to shut it down and the kids that absolutely are not, they're going to double down and work 10 times as hard. Maybe you provide like, Hey, here's a calendar of what our off season looks like. And here's our 
our workout for each day and let's post our times to see who like make it a competition. So again, camaraderie, like just making it to where you are being able to kind of set those expectations to again, meet everyone where they're at in terms of what they want to do, what the minimum team standard is um, making sure that they don't lose all of that speed work and athleticism that you've built throughout the season. Um, so that might be a good idea too, is to put on paper exactly and give it to the girls. This is, this is your calendar, put it on your wall. This is what we're doing. And then anything outside of that, uh, that's on you catchers. You're expected to work on this or this many times a week, pitchers, this outfielders, this infielders, this give them something specific. Um, but I have found that during the off season, especially on individual skill work, the more direction you can give players and parents, um, the better, like the more appreciative they're going to be, but also the better results you're going to see. So that's also a good time. Like if you guys do the player evaluations or end of season reviews, um, kind of taking that and based off of what was provided to that player, kind of crafting your off season game plan according to that. Yes. And I think I'll go ahead and transition into knowing the kid thing. Cause as you guys are saying these things, I have gotten lower and lower and lower into my chair. Um, <laughs> so, so here's because the thing. Because your I, kid is a unicorn. Okay. But here's the thing. And I, and I, and I know we joke about that at times. Um, case in point wrapped up Wednesday for a while. My kid on the way home. I heard what they told me. I'm like, yes, I'm aware, but you heard them too. I, I'm, I'm aware. We also heard. So did that apply to me? Yes, <laughs> that also applies to you. But we talked about it, right? You said team team goals, coach specific setting. This will want you doing the frequency, the type, and the rest, et cetera, et cetera. But my 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 child is an old soul, so we write everything down. We have we have we have all I the boards. The I love it. We, we write we have all the boards. We have all the the, the notebooks, the planners. Um, we have seventy five planners because sometimes the planners get lost or we lose interest in said planner. So we, but we get a new planner, but we copy everything all over from the old planner to the new planner. But I digress. Um, I think the managing the expectations thing is huge, because as we've always talked about, Jess Heather, like my kid's favorite thing to do in the entire world. We always joke with Heather. Her love language will also be as she gets older playing catch. We play catch every day. It could be for five minutes. It could be in the house. So no, that's usually outside of the softball, <laughs> but it could also be in the house with a tennis ball. It could be in the house with just whatever. Like we're always throwing something around the house. It drove my wife crazy. She's since given up. Um, but we're always playing catch for an example. So that's something that for us, like that expectation isn't going to change for my child because she's going to go expect to play catch every day. That is like her 6.15 to 6.30 before we go to school, we're playing catch outside. I love that for her. And to be honest, I love that for me. Um, but as just talked about, um, do your kids still have lessons? Like, are you stopping lessons during the break? No, no, we're pitching, so we're not stopping lessons. We're, we want to continue to grow as headers, so we're not stopping lessons. Um, but, guys, where those days aside specifically, we may spread about, we'll hit three days and we'll throw three days or whatever. Now we're kind of doing it where we're hitting and pitching on the same day, but we're doing it with spread out. So she's still getting that rest because we've written it down and she knows she's getting that rest. But we're doing it she still feels like she's getting the work that she wants to get in and to be honest i don't know guys like i'll I'll, i can't take the softball out of the kids so we just encourage some of the more silly things i like hey it's like yeah hitting lefty is fun and you're not gonna do that ever in game probably but go slap off a tee because you want to go slap off a tee like i try to encourage the silliness and the and the love for softball in and of itself because that's where my kid's at right now 
And I know that there's a lot of people out there in similar situations. So, yeah. And I think, I think, I mean, again, knowing your kid, she lives, breathes, um, bleeds, sleeps, softball. I always joke that she's a unicorn, but she truly is not only in her like love for softball, but her work ethic and the extra reps. Um, but I think that's also a good opportunity because you love softball and Elisa yes, loves softball and your son is athletic, won't necessarily say he loves softball, but he's athletic and would like to be included. But that's a good opportunity too to do softball related things, but making them more fun and, and sprinkling in some family time during the off season. So maybe you guys get outside and it's a family woofa ball game or some backwards baseball or a family dodgeball game or just sitting on the couch and watching and talking about softball together. Um, you can still incorporate those softball related things, but not necessarily all of the extra like work and grind and mental load that comes with that throughout the season. So I think some of this mentally um, is, is harder than actual taking the, like I, I feel like taking a break mentally for my daughter is harder than actually taking the break itself. Like she doesn't yeah, because your daughter's brain doesn't shut off. Mine's the same way. What, like, no, I know, I know. Yeah. But so it's, like, but what's great is you can also encourage her. Okay. So here, here's an idea for family time, right? Uh, encourage her to write down her questions. Everything is about softball. And then at family dinner or whatever, you guys get to talk about it and everybody gets to contribute or um, same thing. You, she writes down questions. Maybe you write down questions for her just to get her take and kind of conversation starters and um, you don't have to like turn your brain off because I know some kiddos and people are incapable of that. Yeah, I am I'm not capable of, of that. Yeah, me I, yeah, I am one of them. So I can completely empathize with you there. But there are other ways to kind of redirect that focus um, and kind of make it to where it's not the same routine as you would have during like during season. No, and, and you're right. I mean, like I just said, Wednesday were the last practice. Wednesday we had the conversation. Thursday is I'm taking a break because I'm supposed to. Oh, wait, I got pitching. Can't take a break. Sorry. Friday, we got a puppy. <laughs> got a puppy. Oh, I still want to go put on all the catcher's gear and block. Yesterday, for example, we took a break. I was super proud of her. Um, But we're sitting at the coffee table writing legacy lineups for every single girl ever who's played and where she thought they would slot, even though some of them are 14 now. Like, that's just, that, that, that's just where her mind works. So... Unicorn. Knowing your, knowing yeah. your, well, but I'm saying knowing your kid. I mean, Coach Heather might have been in a lineup the other day because someone was injured. We did a whole backstory. Like it was. Yes, just thank you. It was just. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. But I'm just. I'm just saying, knowing your kid is super important. And we had to work with. I think the first couple of years, right? Like when we're we were told taking a break, like she felt bad for for not wanting to take a break. So it's kind of been a mental hurdle and I'm running about, I'm like, dude, like, as you said, coach Jess, like doing something different changing the routine that that's still a break. Cause now yeah, it's not her norm. I, I think as a parent too, that's a good opportunity to redirect and be like, you know what? Okay. We don't have to take a break, but we're going to change what our week looks like. And so maybe it's like, okay, okay, well, um, athleticism is really important. So instead of doing like, like hitting this many buckets as we normally would, we're also going to put in some like ladder and some footwork training. Yes. And so just diversifying what you do day to day. My favorite thing to do is make her do the things she struggles at because those are the things that she doesn't enjoy doing. The ladder drill, you can catch ground ball. Hey, hey, ladder drill. Hates Most the ladder drill. opportunity for growth. And that's no, just, again, there 
footwork, speed work, like Mm -hmm. that's something that will never, like, it's not just softball related. It's never going to hurt her to be like more agile or faster. No, absolutely not. We, I I was actually joking at the end of the season that I was going to make her hit with those glasses on for the the, the ball watching glasses. He's like, dad, I watched the ball when I swing. I said, yes, but I wonder if we put them on when you're running the bases, if you, if you might not be able to see the ball when you're running, (laughs) you won't be looking for the ball. Um, and I also, and I also, and I I also told her hilariously, I was like, when she talked about taking a break, I was like, okay, but just because we usually hit in a cage doesn't mean we're going to change it up and go hit on a field now because you're still hitting side or soft toss. You're just on a field versus, but it's different. No, 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 no. That that, that, fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. uh, We're not doing this. Like. And there too, again, getting specific on your hitting, right? So let's say you're normally just taking cuts, like maybe during the off season, maybe you do redirect kind of that mental load and talk about like, okay, let's, let's get better at hitting outside pitches or let's get better at hitting inside pitches. Let's like, let's make that be our focus and, and launch angle or, or maybe it's conversations about pitch selection and what is a quality at bat. Like there's so many conversations that could and should be had during the off season that probably aren't talked about much during the season itself because everyone's focused on results, right? Not how you get there. I know I love it because I mean I because well, okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna pump myself up for a second when I, I texted you what was it like a, <laughs> a, a couple weeks ago and what I say hey I got so so and so and so kid they want to go hit they want to go pitch what do you want me pitching you're like outside only outside nothing else keep it outside and like we watched like 10 pitches outside play but we're not swinging at it right so I was like we're not throwing a different pitch until you at least swing at the ball and like the kid would still not swing at the ball even though I told her, this is where I'm putting it. This is the only place I'm putting it. So focus on that specific skill set that you're struggling with mentally or physically, right? That's kind of what you're getting at there. Like shaking it up versus just the all-encompassed approach because you're going to see something of everything in game. There's something that you specifically struggle on. Yeah. And then also that's a good opportunity during the offseason is to talk, to have those conversations about mm-hmm. the mental game and hitting and your approach and um, the yes, yes, no mentality and things that we've covered on a couple of our other podcasts like to me the off season's a great time to have those yes. conversations well and and so the we've fact talked that... about knowing your kid but we've talked about mostly knowing your kid when your kid is the type that doesn't want to take the break and doesn't want to slow down so let's talk about the flip side though what about, let's talk about the kids that will say oh it's break time all right I'm, I'm gonna hang it up for the next few weeks um how do you keep those kids motivated i know my kid um my kid would probably fall on, on more on that side of the spectrum of, of taking an opportunity to to just shut it down. And that's not necessarily because she doesn't want to get better or doesn't have the drive to improve. It's just without a goal in mind, without a, a set, you know, um, like in season, you know, she has a, a motivator to keep her herself sharp because she knows she's going to be playing tournaments and, and she wants to perform for her team. But in the off season, she doesn't have that motivator. So um, knowing your kid and, and knowing how to keep them motivated. One of the things we like to do is set goals. And um, so that she has something, you know, a goal in mind at the end of the off season to try to improve upon. And um, for my kid, one of the ways that we keep her um, on track with those is to get her buy-in. So actually one of the things I did this, this off season, in addition to her picking her two goals is I drew up a giant, two giant calendars, a calendar for December, a calendar for January. And she wrote down all the things she's going to do um, each day to, to, to meet those goals, as well as do some other like off season catching type specific work. Um, so she picked two goals. She picked um, 
to improve uh, how many burpees she can do in one minute and her uh, throwing accuracy. So um, her her strategy for Im improving her accuracy is to play catch. Um, well, she's throwing like um, the distance of like uh, from the plate to the back to the pitcher. And then she's also okay. doing throwdowns to second base. I like um, the play back to so, the pitcher. Yes, that needs to be a good throw, right? Um, uh, but yeah. the way she's going to meet that goal, the way she's going to meet that goal is to play catch every day. So that made me super happy. So I get to play catch with her just about every day. Um, and, and then I find this one really funny. I, I, I threw myself into her, into her burpee goal. Um, and so, so it's not only just a competition with herself to, to, to beat her initial, um, number, but now it's a competition with me. So it's, it's funny. She wrote on her calendar that she's going to every day do burpees. I haven't seen her do a single burpee. Um, but she, she, her reasoning is that she said, um, I, I, I'm not actually doing burpees every day and I don't want to tell you what I'm doing because I don't want you to steal my plan and oh, wow. have, you, have you, you know, steal it and, and improve, um, you know, with her plan. So, um, that and I believe up, this. the way I'm getting, yeah. Oh yeah. The way I'm getting buy-in is she came up with all of that. She filled it all out on her calendar and now she's motivated to, to continue the work. And so far it's actually worked pretty well. So no, like we say all the time, know your kid, know what motivates them, how to keep them um, driven, um, whether it's in season, off season, knowing your kid is just so, so important. And then I'm going to add to that too, knowing your kid, but also knowing what's best for them. So if they are the kind that don't want to take a break and they want to double down on everything, also being able to step in and be like, hey, maybe it's, I want to spend time with you today. We're just, we're, we're going to take a break from that. We're going to go do something else instead, or just being able to step in when needed. And that's, that's a really hard one, but it's also necessary because I can tell you, we, we haven't, we didn't go into it a lot, but Heather mentioned burnout. Um, what that is, is when you just lose your love for the game, you don't want to do it anymore. It's either too much work or too hard or a combination of the mental and physical things all just getting too much for you and or just consuming your whole life i mean yeah. you, you have you should have other interests and maybe you you really do have some things that you would love to learn about or do but you just don't have time for it because you're just always doing softball yeah and i will tell you like that was personal for me because it was so much for me i did softball i did ffa my brother played competitive baseball that was all my family did for 18 years and by the time it got for it got time for me to go off to school i was done i was like i don't actually want to do this and i had to have a very hard conversation with my dad where i was like hey at this point softball is a job they're paying for your education um you're walking out of school debt free like all I of this work that you put into time, this though. I am a very logical person. And when he put the numbers in front of me and knowing that I didn't want to come out like up to my eyeballs in debt. Yeah, it was an easy decision at that point. Then it was just deciding like which school to go to and what made sense and comparing offers. But I mean, it's 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 not a fun feeling being an 18 year old and feel feeling like you like you're obligated to go play softball at that point because you've done it so long and you're good at it and you and you and you are blessed to have received an opportunity but for your love and passion for the game to have to have fizzled out quite a bit I hope that I never experienced that thank you just saying yeah it's a tough <laughs> sounds one. like it sucks well and for then, as much as I talk and you and know how much you love softball I can imagine how much it sucks yeah. Well, and then you can also imagine like, okay, you you struggle with burnout 
when it comes time to go to, to school or, or to, to play somewhere. And then like when you get to college and maybe the experience isn't what you thought it would be or your Explain coaches suck exactly or you don't. Just, yeah. Or just, you just, or you don't connect with them or maybe you're homesick because you're far from home or you don't have any friends. Like you have all these other things working against you or it's like, man, I already, I already was okay with walking away from softball. Now I have all these other things that I have to manage and emotions. Like it is a life changing experience going to going to college in general, but also going to college as a student athlete. So you want to make sure that you're setting your kiddos up for an enjoyable, successful, like wonderful experience. And to a point where they don't have to worry about not wanting to play softball on top of the other difficulties that they're going to encounter. Which will never happen to my child, right, Jessica? Never. I'm not making any promises, but I'm going to say she's a unicorn. And if those Um, conversations together and I will be here right along the way to help you navigate them. It's going to be like, hey, shut up. Get back on the phone. Do your damn job. (laughs) No, you can drop her off at my house and we will figure it out. Yeah, no, no, but I, but I was more so talking about like the, the college that like, I know we're not there yet. And this is a very, you know, youth based podcast, but like, it's going to happen sooner than later. Some of these parents that are listening are probably not at the young ages. And they're like, you're saying all these things right now. They're like, oh crap, this is a year away, or this is a couple months away. You know what I mean? So it's, it's very valuable information. Well, yeah. And then you look, and then you look at like, now you have like the transfer portal and people like not honoring their commitments and up and leaving. And like, there's so many things that have changed since when Heather and I played the game and so many things and conversations to navigate. It's just, I'm, I mean, I like to simplify as as much as possible. Um, so the problem with the transfer portal thing now is that the freaking money that they're allowed to play the student athletes, which is fine. It's it's whatever. I I don't know how you guys fall on topic, but we don't got to get that today. Like you want to get paid, get paid. But like, they're paying them to transfer some of these kids. Like that kid from USC transferred and got $5 million. Like, come on with a car dealership sponsorship. Yeah. TV commercial. It's like big boosters or whatever. It's like, makes it difficult. Yeah. And I will tell you like, so when I played, um, when I played college, we actually had to sign like an agreement that said, like, I can remember being in like the meeting room and having to physically sign this piece of paper that said, um, I am playing softball for this university. I will not go out and obtain a job. Like I understand my commitment really? and my time is to focus on Yes. So then you are put in a situation where it's like, okay, all of your time and you've signed this agreement where you're basically, it is your job pretty much. And so yeah. then you're worried about any additional funds or spending money or things like that. If you don't it's, come from a family, right? Crazy. Like with money. Yeah. I, I would have loved, when I was playing, I would have loved the opportunity to be paid because I would have been the first one out and putting on camps and clinics and in the community and yeah. just getting more involved. But it, it, that opportunity wasn't around when I was in school. You're talking about, but just, I can uh, agree with you, the portal and all these other things, like it's very excessive. It just has to be one or the other, something like 23% of, of upper class. I don't know. I saw an article the other day on NCA fast pitch on the, the, their Facebook page, free, free shout out. Um, <laughs> That they that they were talking about something like twenty three percent of upperclassmen with less than a certain percentage of playing time transfer this year. Which, I mean, they want to play, right? I mean, this is our last couple of years, so I get it for those people. But I don't know, man. Yeah, well, and it, a lot for of me as a coach, it makes it hard. For me as a coach, it makes it hard too to 
to be able to have the conversations and the expectation for like loyalty at the youth yes. levels and the select levels and instill those kind of values when it's like, oh, if you're not happy because of playing cover this, like you just leave. I guarantee um, you that's a very that, difficult. I, yeah, no, sorry. I I know, I know I cut you off. Darn it, Jessica. I'm so sorry. I, I just, I'm just, I'm so that's excited. Okay. Say, I'm so excited you said that because I typically agree. If I was a collegiate coach, I'd be absolutely recruiting those girls with multiple, multiple, multiple years on the same team, showing their loyalty and showing the understanding and all that stuff. Because all these girls, I mean, not through any fault of their own, probably through a lot of the through a lot of it but there is a lot of jumping around and it's really hard to know if you're jumping around when you're a kid like you're probably going to do it because that's the way you've been trained or not trained but the but but then the environment in which you've been grown up in like probably a lot of it man yeah that makes it okay and these these college they're not going to go back and they're not going to go back and look at your 6u to 12u teams and coaches and all that they're going to look at 14u and up because that's when it matters your stats your teams (sighs) your work ethic, your time management, your grades, all of those things. But it makes it hard to instill those values at the youth level. And then also to encourage playing like with a team of the same group, same girls, the team bonding, the camaraderie, like it How makes many it hard. Have that experience, surely constantly... though, yes? Well, you're, you're constantly adding and subtracting players and different, I mean, it's just, you're shaking up the culture every, every turnover, every season. And I get right. that you do that anyways with incoming freshmen and, transfers as is but this well, you're transfer adult portal, point, like right? it just no they're still very much children but they're still <laughs> you're still encouraging like that environment where it's like okay I'm not gonna stick it out or I'm not gonna work through it or I'm not gonna have the tough conversations with my coach about what I need to work on or I'm not gonna hold myself accountable that's where my mind drifts to and again there's politics and favoritism at any level but I can guarantee you that a lot of those necessary conversations aren't being had before they just go jump in the transfer portal. They're just jumping in the transfer portal because it's the easy way out. It's less confrontation. It's less difficult. Yes. Mm -hmm. It is less difficult. Absolutely less difficult than having a conversation. But I think you owe it to yourself and to your teammates, right? I would agree. And your coaches, like to me, you're getting into a commitment. So yeah, when you get into that transfer portal stuff, it's just, yeah, that's a whole nother. Is that something something you follow on the regular or something you just started looking into? Um, I've just started kind of looking into, honestly, it irks me. So (laughs) every time I read or see this or that, um, it's, I get a little, um, amped up. More frustrated. (laughs) Yeah. So Jess, you mentioned, um, like, having those conversations with your coach. Uh, and I think the off season is actually a really, really good time to do that. So if you're, if you have say like what we're going into now fall, from fall into spring, um, the fall season is usually a little bit, a little bit less than what you'll see in spring. So it's an opportunity, especially if you are joining a new team in that fall to, to kind of see how, how things are working out. Um, maybe uh, if you're not happy or you have concerns, or maybe you just want to have a conversation with the coach and see where their head is at. The off season's a great time for parents and players if 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 it's appropriate to include them. In most cases, I think it is. Um, but it's a good time to have those conversations with coach, whether it's how do we get my kid more playing time in a particular position or how where do you think they can improve? Um, what's the vision for this team going into the spring? Um, it's just a really great time to have those conversations. It's it's a little less um tense because you're not in the thick of competition. Um, it's, it's, it's a time for, um, everyone to be a little more level-headed about things too. So it's a good time for those conversations. Yeah. And as a coach too, 
um, on that same note, great ad, Heather, by the way. But as a coach, too, that's a great opportunity to outline, hey, this season's wrapped up. Here's the expectation during the offseason. And then here's what I'm thinking for next season or here's the game plan or here's what next season might look like. Um, just so that, again, you can prepare those parents, too, because a uh, perfect example, if you're shaking things up, if you're changing teams or organizations or dues are going up or practice location, anything that could like have a pretty big impact on that family. Um, you want to give them a heads up so that they're not in a situation where they're recommitting to the next season. And then it's like become a burden for them, whether it's financially or transportation, or if it's an hour and a half practice uh, or drive to practice. So making sure again, you guys, I'm pretty sure I talk about communication every episode at this point, but making sure that you're outlining, Hey, this is, this is what I'm thinking for next season. doesn't even have to be set in stone, but at least giving them a heads up of what's in the works. I know you say that, um, you know, you talk about communication every episode and, and that's fine, but I think that's one of those things that is never too many, like you can never not mention it enough. Yeah, Absolutely. So the off season after those coaches reviews or evaluations, or maybe you don't have those and you just want to look what you want to see what next season looks like or what the, go- what the game plan is for your players specifically. The tough conversations have to be had because here's what happens. Um, you don't have them, the parents that are unhappy or are not um, happy with the coach's decision-making or playing time or things like that. And then you don't have a conversation and you just up and leave. Um, you're leaving the team hanging. You're leaving everyone wondering why. Um, and then you're, you're never going to learn from that, right? Like the parents, the like, you're not teaching your players anything by not advocating for yourself and not having those difficult conversations. Um, so you're setting the standard that like, if you're not getting your way, it's okay to not say anything, to expect someone to read your mind, to not be able to have a conversation when there's a difference or in opinion or disagreement. And then that it's okay just to go like on to the next one, which is what we see happening way too often these days with select teams. Seven, 57, I told you 57 tryouts um, for 12 U in this general area in the past, like five weeks. It's wild. Yeah. That's bonkers. And there will be so, that many teams. There will. To start. They'll fall out, they'll trade, they'll, they'll move together. But um, yeah, I just, I'd say the off season again, time to reset, reevaluate, come up with a game plan going into next season. Um, if, if what you're, if what you're doing is working great, keep it up. If it's not working, reassess, change it up. Um, and then just always looking to continue to grow as a player, as a parent, as a coach, looking to see what you can do to be uh, a better version of yourself going into that next season. And when you're talking about continue to grow, is there anything specific that you can point them to to continue to grow? Is that the off off season preparation that we kind of talked about? Maybe getting a better handle. This is your second or third season to a select season where you're kind of getting an idea of the rigmarole and the and the flow of things, or is it just with everything just all uh, encompassing? Well, I would say I'll give you a few examples. So, like as a coach, maybe you need to improve like your communication style or your patience with expectations of results for player to player for the team. Um, maybe you need to improve. Or as Say a that last player, one again, please. Need, I'm sorry. Expectations, expectations from player of to player. Yeah, player, player to player and team. Um, and players have different learning styles and they learn at different, different times. So they're children. Yeah. So again, throwing that in there, knowing your players, knowing your kids. 
um, as a player looking for growth um, and the mental game, always speed and agility, individual skills, but maybe you can also throw in leadership there, setting goals to be a more vocal player, a more encouraging teammate, um, uh, maybe having a better attitude when things don't go your way. Um, so individual growth with your behavior and your attitude, maybe it's your effort. Maybe coach is always having to get on to you for maybe not doing your best, but doing enough to get by. Maybe your goal really is to good. change that. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So player like recognizing where you can continue to grow and push yourself and then parents, um, maybe how you communicate with your kid or how you support your kid. Maybe it's the tough conversations of, hey, like uh, they they don't respond or they shut down when I behave this way. So I'm going to make a conscious effort to change my behavior, to connect with them better, to um, ask more open-ended questions so that they can guide the conversation instead of just telling them what I think and what to do. And so just taking a step back again as a parent to see how you can best support your kiddo and then the team as well. Heather? No, I'd just reiterate taking a break in the off season. I think it's, it's, it's so important just to, if, if nothing else, it just to avoid that burnout that we've talked about. Uh, it's, it's, incredibly incredibly important because i think as a as a whole we want all our kids that are interested in softball to stay interested in softball it's not just about the game it's it's all the different um skills and life lessons you can learn and and really we're talking about a lot of those today yeah i mean i i always say it and this is me um i, I consider myself this one a super softballer as well but like softball is amazing yes but absolutely it's like it's life lessons it's it's more about that to me than anything else because life is forever, right? But, I mean, yeah, trying to grow into good people, more importantly than good players. That carries on with you, every aspect, every aspect of life. Excuse me. I agree. Thank you for tidying up what I was most noticeably going to fumble. Like, oh, did you hear that? Did you hear the puppy? <laughs> did you hear the puppy? No? No. Oh. Do so, you hear the baby? <laughs> no, I do not. We are the same, I suppose. Okay. So if there's not much else you guys want to get to, I mean, we've kind of talked about the family time. We've talked about the other, well, I don't know. Have we really covered multi-sport stuff this episode? I'm not really sure, but I think we covered activities. Right. Yeah. The off season is absolutely a time to take advantage of, of that free time. So you can explore other sports and different activities and interests and just breaking up the, um, the grind of, softball 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 uh it's just a time to open up your eyes to what else is out there doesn't mean you have to totally invest in those different things but just kind of dabble in this or that things that you might be interested in um it's it's really important to do those kinds of things to give your brain that that break that we've we've talked about all right coach jess anything else you'd like to add uh no anybody else no? I think we're good, Mike. All right. I'll go ahead and wrap us on out of here. This was episode number 86, the off-season, the huddled featured version of the Fundable Fetcher podcast. As I mentioned in our last episode, they have added a cool new feature to Spotify, which is a kind of like a repost, reshare if you are signed up for the platform online. Uh, so go ahead and do that because it'll share it to people with like like uh, interest in the type of podcast that you're listening to. And hopefully we can continue to grow the fan base and the audience and continue to provide some information to those out there that are seeking it. As always, it's Mike here with Jess and Heather. Thank you for listening uh, to the Fundamental Fashion Week podcast and have a great rest of your week.